Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Of course, I am your host, Zell, and I am flying solo this week. <laughs> After I say I'm flying solo, I just have this like vision in my mind that y'all are like, oh, nope, she's by herself, turn it off. But that's just my mind, you know, doing the things. But I am like kind of in a rut, I feel like, when it comes to booking guests, because y'all know that like y'all know who I usually, you know, have on. I feel like I've had everybody on that you guys would want to hear me with. And especially like friends that are people that I'm friends with creators rather. I'm words are hard for me today. So I'm really sorry if this is just a blotchy, like what the fuck is she talking about episode? But if there's anybody that y'all, I know, I know what my numbers look like. I know the episodes that have performed the best. Um, but some of that is like, I don't know if the, that's their listeners just coming over to listen to them specifically and not me. But if there's anybody that y'all want to hear me with in particular, you know, just, just let me know. We'll make it happen. I know y'all love hearing me with Stephanie and Taria. Like that's a given. Um, speaking of Taria, I did an episode on um, Noor's podcast with Taria. So me, Taria and Noor did a recap of the first three episodes of the secrets and sisterhood show on Hulu. I don't know if I mentioned it over here on this podcast specifically yet. I know I have ranted and raved about it online, but that show is good. Y'all like good with a capital G Hulu knew what they were doing with that. Um, so we did the first three episodes over on the reality is we're trying to figure out scheduling for the, to record about the next three episodes. And that will be on this podcast. And then the last three will be over on Taria's podcast, but the schedules life is lifing, right? So I have a couple more like news things to talk about this week more than the shows. And I think it's mainly because like we dropped off hard. We had five shows on, right? So we had, what do we have? Real Housewives of Atlanta, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, Summer House on Mondays, Real Housewives in New Jersey on Tuesdays, Vanderpump Rules on, um, on Wednesdays. And like Jersey and Vanderpump were so, the drama was so heightened, obviously. And it's just coming off of the heels of Scandal. I feel like shit is finally calming down that I'm like, God, I feel like there's no shows on or there's not as much to talk about, but I'm totally fine. Totally fine with a, you know, slower, slower shows, light shows, I should say, not even slower, light shows. But, um, first things first, and some of y'all are going to be like, girl, why are you talking about a celebrity podcast on your podcast? However, I was listening to Las Culturistas um, with Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers because I love them both. I don't know if I've ever told y'all like how much I love, love, love both of them. Um, I think they are so fucking funny. I love the movie Fire Island, which is how, well, I knew who Matt Rogers was before, but I was introduced to Bowen from Fire Island. I I just love that movie so much. Um, and the two podcasts that I listen to, non-Bravo podcasts that I listen to on the regular Actually, just two podcasts I listen to. I listen to like Taria's and Stephanie's, but then that's it. Neither here nor there. Um, is The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal, obviously, and then Las Culturistas. Las Culturistas. 
So Andy Cohen was on Las Culturistas. This is a minute ago. I just realized that I had forgotten to listen to the episode because life was lifing. And when I was cleaning the house today, I said, oh, let me put that on. And y'all, I'm not going to lie. When I, when I hear Andy is on podcasts or doing interviews or anything like this, the bar is set pretty low because I'm like, Andy's not going to tell us anything. And sometimes I have trust issues with Andrew, right? So when he does tell us something like uh, the last, the third part of the Vanderpump Rules finale is shocking. I'm like, sure, Jan. But I was pleasantly surprised on how like open Andy was. On this episode, I just he he said more than I was expecting him to. He didn't say too much. Now let's not let's not get out of hand. I really do feel like he loves Matt Rogers and Bo and Yang. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, if there's ever a time, ever a time when Andy steps back from doing reunions or doing anything like that, I feel like in some way, shape, or form, I don't I don't know if Matt and Bowen would do reunions. I could see like Matt and Bowen taking over Watch What Happens Live. I could just see it. I know everybody has their, their thoughts, like who it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be this person. It's going to be this person. Neither, none of us know first and for, for fucking most. None of us fucking know. Right. But I could just see them doing something late night with um, Bravo and things like that. And I would eat it up. Right. But one thing I found interesting that he said, he being Andy said in there was that so it was some rap business. So Real Housewives of Potomac. Bowen and Matt, Matt were talking about, um, you know, their big Wendy fans, how they can't stand, like, they feel like the Green Eyed Bandits have flown too close to the sun. And I'm really just telling you guys this so it can make sense what I'm um, saying. And Andy, men and they mentioned that they can't stand how, like, Giselle and Robin seemingly, like, don't even want to look at Wendy and how ridiculous it is, because it is. And Andy's reply was, well, I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised and shocked to see what's happening on the ground in Potomac right now as they are filming the next season. And I was like, ooh, because I'm fine for a little teaser. I'm fine for a little teaser. Like I said, I have trust issues when it comes to Andrew and what he gives us. But that sounds promising. I really do feel like a lot of the Potomac women, after minus Giselle, after this last season, we're like, okay, no, 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 we cannot do this. Like, we need to get it together. We need to be for fucking real. And I would appreciate that if that is what, what is going on. Um, Again, y'all are going to be like, why are you upping this celebrity podcast? After you're done listening to my little podcast over here, if you wanted to venture over and listen to that, that episode of Las Culturistas with Andy, it, I think it's interesting. I really do. He said a lot. He's, you know, talked about you know what he says to housewives, yada, yada, things like that. And of course I had some eye rolls in there, but it was a good episode. Um, moving on guys, I need to talk about this Kimora Lee Simmons, um, Aoki Simmons and Russell Simmons shit, because I didn't get into any of the discussion online because I just didn't want to. When shit like that happens, like with fathers, especially black fathers, I get pretty triggered. I know a lot of you, well, I don't, I know I've never gone into detail on this podcast and I probably never will about the history, like between me and my dad and, you know, my family and stuff like that. Most of y'all know my parents are divorced. Um, however, I always get super triggered, especially within the black community when a father is like a dad has clearly done something wrong. Like and don't get me wrong. I understand that humans make, parents are humans, humans make mistakes. Okay. I have been in a lot of therapy, especially when it comes 
of like centers around the relationship between me and my dad. And for the first time in, I don't know how long, I mean, I haven't, my dad wasn't at my wedding. I haven't seen him physically seen him in probably six or seven years, but I have opened back up communication with him and we have been, you know, lightly, lightly communicating. But I always get triggered when like the black community would be like, that's just your dad. You know, he loves you no matter what. He's just angry right now, blah, blah, because you can't, you, you can't just be talking anyway. Okay. You just can't be talking anyway. Just because you are my parent, just because you're my grandparent, my uncle, my aunt, anything, it doesn't mean you can talk any way to me. I think anybody is, you know, entitled to make a boundary, set their feelings, but especially when it comes to Russell fucking Simmons. Okay. So we all know, we all know what he has been accused of. Um, you know, there are, there was, I don't know if there still is court cases, all of these things. He, fled to Bali allegedly to avoid legal trouble, right? Apparently he's been harassing Kimora, the girls, the girls being his daughters, okay, with Kimora. And Aoki put up a video, which was muted, um, on FaceTime with her dad, where he, her dad being Russell Simmons, obviously, and he is screaming. He's screaming. And they're just, you know, guys, y'all know I'm toxic, okay? So I looked in the comment section and there's just so many like praying for you all. He's your dad. He loves you very much. He's just mad right now. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You cannot talk to me like that just because you are my father. Okay. One, two, he is accused of doing awful, awful fucking things. I just makes my ass itch in a different fucking way, especially because I don't think that a mother would get the same grace and respect. And I just, I'm at a point also with these older men who clearly groomed young women. Kamora Lee Simmons told us that she started dating Russell when she was like 16 years old. She said, I'm pretty sure she said junior and senior prom because she's from St. Louis. Junior and senior prom, she was already dating him. That man, and he was an adult. He was already rich and famous by then, right? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And the trajectory of her life is forever changed in how she like sees things. I pray to God she's in therapy because she was groomed, right? And like, I feel like a lot of people want to blame the victims in these situations. And I just just be looking at some, some folks like, are you dumb or are you stupid? What is it? I saw a fucking TikTok the other day where this creator was going in, in on Melanie Griffin. Um, because, okay. Melanie Griffin is Dakota Johnson's mom, uh, Dakota Johnson, or sorry, Melanie Griffin and Don Johnson had Dakota Johnson and then Melanie Griffin got with Antonio Banderas. This creator was going in on Melanie Griffin and calling her and her mom a piece of shit. Now the mom questionable because she, she approved of this relationship with a very old, uh, very old. I told y'all words are today, a much older Don Johnson with her daughter, allegedly. And just the way the creator went into like, drag Melanie Griffin and so many people were like 
yeah, she was groomed. Like you understand that that changes the way you see things, da da da. And she's like, nope, she's still a fucking piece of shit. I was like, you're very upset. That's wild. However, I just think that more, so much more space needs to be held for these women who are victims of these older men who are now the truth is coming out. The truth is fucking coming out. Okay. Moving on in news, Monique Samuels and Chris Samuels are getting divorced. Um, in the words of Wendy Williams, clap if you care. Is anybody shocked? Cause I know I'm not right. First things first, me and Stephanie did the research. Okay. In Maryland, you have to be separated. They they had to file in Maryland. She and she filed allegedly back in April. In Maryland, you have to be separated for a year, legally separated for a year to file for divorce. Meaning that back last October, when all of that shit was happening and they were people, the rumors were saying that they were separated and Ashley Darby like kind of confirmed it. They were. And I mean, we knew that. Okay. But then when it was confirmed, Monique wants to get on fucking live and be like, with Chris and be like, Chris, does it, does it look like we, we separate right now? Does it look like, get the fuck on, get the fuck on. Nobody cares. Honestly, honestly, truly no one gives a fuck. Right. I don't, no one's shocked, but <laughs> to be like, we're not separated. Like, come on now. Come on now. We're just living in separate homes. I know y'all can't see my face right now, but really. Okay. And then the court or the court, the Divorce documents are going to be sealed. I feel like that's just for dramatics, personally. I feel like that's just for dramatics. Um, it probably cites a reconcile. I hate that word. Irreconcilable differences. Irreconcil. Y'all, why am I dumb? <laughs> it probably states irreconcilable differences like everybody else's. Okay, I don't think there's anything top secret in those divorce filings, I think that Monique wants to create buzz and wants people to think that there's something top secret in those divorce filings and those divorce papers so that she gets um, some sort of, you know, deal once to be back on TV. I'm not saying Real Housewives of Potomac, but a, a show period, right? So whatever, I'm sure everybody will be fine. I'm sure everybody will be fine. Again, not shocked. Last things last in the news category. I saw this and just rolled my eyes so motherfucking hard. Victoria Gumvelson of Real Housewives of Orange fucking County. Formerly of Real Housewives of Orange County. Let me correct that. That was rude of me. She says, she claims that she thinks that Scandaval was fake and that they signed up for it and they know they knew what they were getting into. Vicky, a person who should not, shan't, just shan't be talking about something being fake is actually you. You had a man on this show who fucking faked having cancer. Faked having cancer. And it came out on the show. You shouldn't talk about fake storylines. Last person, last person on the list to talk about fake storylines, right? Oh no. Oh no. I said, girl, please move on, move along. Move along. Go get some antibiotics for whatever COVID you're probably about to contract again. And just stay out of it, right? 
I know I said that that was the last thing in news, but I have one more thing. And y'all, I hate to be talking about this because it was on fucking Redacted's podcast. I did not listen to this podcast episode. Somebody put up a post about it, which is how I saw the clips. Speaking of Redacted from Vanderpump Rules, two of the craziest things I saw today. One, actually one of the craziest things I saw today. And then the other is not crazy. I just want to touch on it. One, somebody posted one of like her old statements um pretty much saying like the black nobody complains like the black community you guys aren't it's not racism your movies just aren't good like did it out the shit that she said that she got popped for and got lost her damn job over because ignorance right somebody commented on that video of the clips from one day ago not even back then one day ago either way it's crazy and goes i actually cannot stand her said her name redacted I actually cannot stand her but she is correct here I said what they literally said I disagree with a lot of stuff she says but she is correct here to disagree with Stasi, I was saying redacted whatever to disagree with Stasi <laughs> on everything else besides racism is wild what the amount of comments on that post where people were like i agree with her i agree with her and again this post went up like a day ago people were saying that as of one day ago and according to her she doesn't believe that anymore but like do we see do we see now mama like you said that shit what in like 2017 2018 something like that and look at it now you claim to not believe that anymore. You claim to have listened and learned, but you still have people that are like, yeah, actually she ate with this one. <laughs> Fuck off. But however, I guess Christina Kelly was on her podcast. Uh, Christina, Ke somebody pulled the clips. Christina Kelly said that the producers were caught. They caught them up showing Raquel the footage of Katie Lala and Christina laughing at her, quote unquote, laughing at her the night before and Christina pretty much says like she was so drunk like <clears throat> she how she claimed she being Rachel um claimed to not remember anything that happened the night before and like didn't remember saying that and then she kind of like seemingly had a switch by the time they had gotten to Lake Havasu it's because one of the producers had shown her the footage of them laughing at her and like they had I guess Christina said it was like a whole thing this season like with one of the producers and it really just gives that like and I I felt this before we even found out about Scandaval I felt like this like I felt like they were trying to put Raquel in a good light like I really felt like they were trying to make it seem like hand pretty much hand her the good edit on a silver fucking platter which I find wild because you VPR production is something that's always wild to me again I have to bring up that year season eight yeah it was season nope yeah season eight when the producer admitted to giving Sheena a bad edit like admitted to what what is what the fuck is ever going on over there I don't know apparently they start filming today or tomorrow or something like that so oh to be interesting um let's let's get into some shows First things first, I do want to touch on Love Island UK because 
this season is getting spicy. I know. I don't think we've ever talked about Love Island over on this podcast. I did do a little mini episode with Kendrick last week talking about the first couple episodes. Let me, let me warn y'all. I did get a site to where I could watch with the UK. So I am a little bit ahead of everybody else in the US that's watching on Hulu. And listen, I was there with y'all. I really was. Um, But then I started seeing spoilers on TikTok and then I hated being left out. And then just like, God likes to watch over me. Okay. Somebody came into my inbox and was like, girl, I got a link for you if you want to watch Love Island UK with the UK. And I said, well, I'm not... (laughs) Who am I to block my blessings, right? So I took it. Um, so I'm a little bit ahead of everybody, but I'm I'm gonna I know where y'all are at, and I'm not gonna give you any spoilers. I'm just gonna say how I'm feeling about everybody right now, right? First things first, Zachariah, you raggedy bitch, you raggedy bitch. And you know what's funny is what Zachariah did that big of a deal. Nah, it's really not, but. Something about him treating Catherine wrong will never sit right with me, bruv. It just, I'm not going to keep doing that British accent. I'm really not because I know I'm not good at it. Um, But I, I can't with Zach and Molly. I was creeping on TikTok and I saw that apparently Molly's mom works for ITV. So like Molly ain't going nowhere, y'all. I think the thing that irritates the shit out of me about Molly is that Molly clearly has stuff to say. But I think she came into this with like a plan. And I do agree. I don't think y'all have seen that episode yet. So I'm going to keep that to myself. I do think that Molly, because there was some other stuff that I saw as well, uncovered as well. Like she was like fangirling over Molly May um, and things like that. There were some other videos. She like had went to the, did a tour of the villa and was just like geeking out over it, obviously. And so I do think that Molly came into the villa wanting to portray a certain, like, a certain, you know, character type. And, like, the cracks are showing a little bit for me. All I will say without spoiling anything is, like, Molly has an eye-rolling problem. And you can see it often. I don't know if she doesn't think the camera is on her or what. But it's like, Molly, babe, what what's that eye roll over? Because it's almost always that shit that you're like, what is she rolling her eyes at? Like, wait a minute, is there a problem? Is there not? But when like confronted with something like with Jess, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. She's like, oh no, I'm not mad at you at all. Like with Catherine and the Zachariah situation, she was like, no, I completely understand like where you're, well, like how you're feeling this way, yada, yada. Like she, she is fake. She is fake as fuck. Okay. And so that's what, and Zach, like, I feel like Zach used Catherine. I saw a before picture of Zach and I feel like low key, his insecurities from what he used to look like before shine through, but that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, Tyreek and Allah, I love their toxic asses. I love them. And y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna love, y'all are gonna love them too. That's all I'm gonna say. I know, again, I know they're toxic. I know they're toxic, but one, they're entertaining as all hell. But I mean, I thought Tyreek was fine in the first place. Don't get me wrong. Um, because he is, (laughs) anybody with eyeballs can see that, but he's about to, He's about to do some things that y'all are going to be like, ooh, ooh, what's that uh, Sheree noise? Ooh, ooh, y'all going to be like, ooh, Tyreek, baby. Mm. The way he, because he love him smell it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Medi. I was starting to feel bad for Medi, the way people drag him online. Getting on my shit list real quick. First of all, I don't, 
I don't like the way he talks to Whitney. And Whitney is my girl. I love Whitney. I don't remember the last time I used to have somebody in the Love Island Villa that I like really, really, really fucking loved as much as I love Whitney. I've already followed her on social media, even though like she's in the villa, you know what I mean? And it's not any like new posts or anything like that. But I, it's not even that I feel like we would be friends. I know in some way, shape or form, that's my girl. We are friends. Has to be. Talk about a parasocial relationship. <laughs> but like, I, I think she is so fucking funny. I think she is a person that everybody needs around. But Medi talks to her in a way that I, I just don't appreciate. And I also just feel like he he thinks he can do better than her. And I find that weird because baby, it's the other way around, right? And you're also getting dragged on the internet. So tread fucking lightly. Mitchell, y'all. <laughs> the internet is calling him Joe, Go- Gold- Joe Goldberg. This is what I, I need to slow down when I talk. I need to slow the fuck down. The internet is calling Mitchell Joe Goldberg. And I agree But he's funnier than Joe. He is funnier than Joe Goldberg. I'm going to be honest with you. That man is unhinged in like the perfect type of Love Island way. He is unhinged and messy. I I have like, I'm not a fan, but like, I understand why he's here. Okay. Jess. I was, I was going through things with Jess, like ups and downs. Let me say this. I really did not appreciate the way she like overreacted because that's what that was and started crying when Catherine and Whitney were just trying to help her out. She was openly talking shit about Molly when the whole like Zachariah, uh, Charlotte working out thing and Molly was just like standing right there, like being nosy, being fucking awkward as shit was happening. And Jess was talking shit about it right then and there. And Molly was like, I can hear you. I can hear you. Which I was like, Molly, if you can hear them, talk shit back, bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? And I that's another reason I felt like her mask really started to like fall. I felt like her mask really, and I could, I saw, I feel like I saw Molly stewing because she low-key wanted to like say something bitchy. And she she couldn't because I felt like she wanted to be like portray a certain, you know, be like that good, wholesome girl that like I just everybody loves, like the blonde that we see in Love Island often. Um, but back to Jess, like you were talking shit there. You literally were whispering with Mitchell across after um one of the truth telling games, like who do you think is the most two-faced when he's like, You should have chosen uh Molly. And she was like, I didn't want to be mean, like blah blah blah. Whitney and Catherine were just trying to help you out. Like, girl, you're running around the villa talking shit openly in front of Molly's face seemingly. And then you don't choose her for who's the most two-faced. And you say that you didn't want to be mean. You got to pick a side, baby girl, because you are being mean. Like, you're you're saying you don't want to come out as mean, but you are being mean. Okay. And then you should have, you were better off just choosing her for most two-faced. And then Jess starts crying. And the perception is, the thing that everybody's not saying is the perception is, the two black girls went over to talk to Jess and she started crying. Now I will give Jess a little bit of a point because she said when everybody started reacting, she was like, y'all calm down. I'm dramatic. Like she said that she was like, they didn't do anything. Like they didn't make me cry or anything. Like I'm just dramatic. Right. Medi tried to drag cat, uh, Whitney and was like, Oh, next time you make somebody cry, I don't want my girl to be involved in drama. First things first. 
I'm don't tell me what to do. Okay. Don't tell me what to do. Second thing. I'm not involved in drama. That girl just started crying. Third thing. If I was involved in drama, sit there and eat your lunch and talk to me about it later. Okay. Like I just, I didn't like that at all. And this put a bad taste in my mouth about many and he's continuing to like do some things that I just don't care for. However, we need to get a bombshell in the village. So Whitney can stay and then like actually find somebody that she is for Amsterdam because I just don't feel like she's actually like vibing with Medi like that. I feel like I feel like Whitney can vibe with anybody and that's just like vibe because of her personality, but I mean like romantically. Um I have to I have to say some things about Catherine. My girl, Catherine. I've been looking at a lot of the discourse online and I think the thing that irritates the fucking shit out of me is like the notion that people think that Catherine like only wants a white man. First of all, I don't I don't know Catherine, right? She came in the villa and she got matched up by the public with Andre, which I don't even have time to get into dragging those public matchings because like they're purely based on racism. And a couple of people that follow me over in the UK um, told like have been giving me the tea about like how the UK Karens are acting over like the, the, the diversity in this show. Like somebody sent me a screenshot of like the Karen, the UK Karens on Facebook. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> y'all acting a mess okay there's also a tiktok about it as well with screenshots but she was matched up she was paired up with andre by the public so that was her first pairing and then zachariah came in and chose her when somebody chooses you you can't say i'm not going with them what you know what i mean and then zachariah was giving her the attention andre was with ruchi like, that's just, that's just that. She wasn't chasing white men. She wasn't like, oh, this is my type. So like the notion and I know that I'm sensitive to this topic because y'all know my husband is white, but I'm like, the notion that she just wants a white man is fucking weird to me. That that's weird because y'all just simply aren't thinking with your brain. And you're just saying like, oh, you're labeling her like, oh, she just wants a white man. And then when Zachariah gave her the boot for Molly, Andre was like, I'm interested again. Well, bitch, I don't want to go home. So yeah, like Andre, come on, rabbits. Durr. And, but like, let's be honest, Andre was 21, first things first. And secondly, they didn't have any chemistry, but she definitely was still getting to know him. And she broke down and cried when he left because she was like, I don't, like, she was like that, that at the very least was her friend, but she wasn't getting with Andre in the first place. And there's no other dude in the house black man that since people want to see her with black man so bad like be for fucking real and then when this scott guy came in he's really cute um when scott came in he was like drawn to her so are we saying that she should not be a she should not be interested in scott because he's oh i don't want the label of being in a white dudes only white dudes like be for fucking real be for fucking real and not only that she didn't leave andre for scott Andre got voted out of the motherfucking house. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Andre got voted out of the house. She had no other options. Scott started giving her attention to, to sit here and act like she's sitting here leaving black men in the dust for only white men not using the brain. Shut the fuck up. Everybody gets on my fucking nerves for that shit. Obviously, again, y'all know how I feel. But um, Leah talk about somebody tap dancing on my fucking last nerve and i 
Y'all aren't where I am at. So you'll probably be like, damn, what the fuck does she do? Y'all will see. And if you don't see, we'll reconvene next week and talk about it because mama is another one that thought she, I feel like, feel like she thought she was going to come in and be like the talk of the villa. And she thought she was, cause she looks like, you know, a typical love Island girl that gets a lot of attention. All the guys love her. And I just feel like since it's not happening, she's like freaking out now, Sammy, that I, I can't even get into Sammy. I'm not even going to get into Sammy too much because y'all y'all really haven't even seen the worst of it. Sammy's a fucking asshole. And I'm sorry. I don't like an asshole no matter how you look, but you just simply not cute enough to be talking the way you talk, Sammy. I, we got to get him up out of here. I say we, but I really mean anybody in the UK. Y'all are lucky I don't have a friend with a burner phone so I can send in my motherfucking vote because I would. I fucking would. I want Sammy out of that house and away from all women of color because baby, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, that's it on Love Island. Let's get into Bravo shows. Okay, when it comes to Atlanta, I just really have a few thoughts because we, we have to get into having fun. But what I worry about right now with this group of ladies is that I don't know if we're gonna have any actual organic fun in Atlanta because I don't think that they they fuck with each other enough to have fun. And when I say each other, I really mean Marlo. I really mean Marlo. Now, let me just say this. I just said this on live. One would argue they're professionals. They need to, you know, be able to put all that aside and have fun. And I would agree with anyone who wanted to argue that point. My thing is I wouldn't let my guard down and have fun around Marlo. I love having fun right? I love, I love to laugh. I love to kiki. I wouldn't want to do that with Milo because you never know when she's going to flip the fucking switch. I feel like personally, this is my own personal theory. I don't think that my, I knew that Milo was never really mad about how he, how Candy handled that situation. I think maybe Milo's family was mad back then. And they're like, well, why didn't Candy send something for the funeral? Why didn't Candy send any of this? Da, da, da? And Milo probably got a earful, like heard them say all, saying all that shit. And was probably like, I don't fucking know y'all. I don't care. But then when it came time to get a storyline and it, you know, everybody was getting mad at Candy, upset with Candy after like her speak on it and her um, reenactments on YouTube, Milo was like, oh, let me go back and grab this little reason why and sprinkle it on top of there because I can't hear any more of this nephew shit. I really can't. It's ridiculous. It really is. Like Candy said, fuck her and them flowers that she thinks she deserve. Okay. What I do want to touch on is some of the conversation going on online because two things one I feel like everybody who just really cannot stand candy like it hates candy I think it stems from a place of they think that she's undeserving of being like the longest running housewife and in my like my theory this is these are my thoughts I think that those people might be Nini fans and I know some of y'all are going to be like bitch aren't you a Nini fan I am but I have sense so I think that the people who are like really just like trying to drag candy are the people who are like constantly like bring Nini back, bring Nini back. Like they don't understand that Nini is never fucking coming back to the show. She's never coming back to the show. And I think that they are upset because they think Nini should have, should be in the position that candy is in now, i.e. the longest running housewife. And that would, I mean, yeah, that would be great, but 
things happen the way they happen. We can't turn back time. I think that at the end of the day, people think that Candy is undeserving of being the longest running housewife ever because arguably is Candy like, is Candy messy? I don't really think so. When I think of like the Queens of mess, I don't think Candy, just to be honest with you. Actually, funny story. Um, just doing a reach back to the Las Culturistas episode, Andy was talking about seating and how, you know, what people think when it comes to seating and the reunions and things like that. And of course, as we already know, the two people that sit on either side of him were involved in the most conflict that season, right? He said Candy never wants to be sitting beside him because she knows that that's going to hold her feet to the fire and she's going to have a lot to answer for and she just doesn't want to do that. I found that interesting. I found that very fucking interesting because I'm like, Candy, you, sometimes you gotta, you, it's just gotta happen. You know what I mean? To like actively not want to sit by Andy. I was like, hmm, interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I just found that interesting. But my second point when it comes to Atlanta, a lot of people were saying that Drew and Kenya are Candy's lap dogs. I don't think that could be further from the fucking truth. And I'm like so tired of this whole like lap dog conversation because anybody with eyeballs who is not just like consumed with their hate for Candy knows that Kenya and Marlo have had beef for eons, years. Those are two women that souls do not fucking align with one another. And Drew and Marlo just had an isolated incident. They have beef with Marlo that, and Candy is their friend. You know what I mean? It's not even like, oh, I'm a lap dog for this person. I am doing this because I want to impress this person. They have had isolated incidences with Marlo themselves. So what the fuck are y'all talking about? What, what, and I did think that Drew and Kenya needed to pipe down at the brunch because Marlo's going to talk herself into a hole. She's going to make herself look like a fool. So just pipe down, let a fool be a fool, and then laugh at her. However, to say that they're her, they're Candy's lapdogs, no. And Candy is not even the one to be sitting there like in, like kind of encourage having lapdogs. You know what I mean? Like even I know some people can be like, oh no, when she told Moneta. She took Moneta has been her friend for years and years. And she was pissed at Mar or was that Marlo last year in Jamaica? Yeah, it was. And she told her, I wasn't cool with that. That's not being a lap dog. That's, that's not telling her not to talk to anybody. She literally just said like, I wasn't cool with that Moneta. And Moneta was like, girl, you know, I wouldn't talk about you like that. That's just like true, genuine friendship. Okay. Please be for fucking real. Oh, I'm worried. I really am worried because I don't know where we're going from here. Now, I know that we're going to get some Drew and Ralph mess, which I'm interested to see because I just saw a clip online earlier from the upcoming episode about, I guess, Ralph banning Drew's sister from their home. Mm, We'll have to wait and see. You know, I don't want to speak on commercials, but let's go ahead and get into Summer House Martha's Vineyard. This was the second to last episode Obviously, I know that they weren't going to have more episodes like it's their first season, but I did hear Andy say like kind of tease into them getting a second season, which I I really hope so. I really hope so. I do fear I'm interested to know if they have the same production company as um, Summer House, the Hamptons, OG Summer House, whatever the fuck we want to call it. Some people are calling it White Summer House. <laughs> um, I'd be interested to know if they have the same production company because I... 
I heard that they filmed uh, the first season of Summer House Martha's Vineyard in like September. And that makes sense. Like when they were on that boat, I know a boat gets drafty and windy in the first place. But if you pay attention to them, they do seemingly have on like kind of like fall clothing in a couple of the shots. I know they're in the pool and everything like that, but it really is giving like September weather when you see how they're dressed and stuff. Cause you know, in September sometimes like, is it still uh, summer or are we into the fall? Um, I really enjoyed the show. Y'all know that I enjoy the show. I talk about it every week. Obviously I don't think that they're getting a reunion. I mean, summer house Hamptons didn't get a reunion like the first two seasons. And then I think they did didn't they do a virtual reunion or something like that? Yeah, they didn't get a reunion for the first part. Now, I think they deserve a reunion, but I'm sure that it wasn't in the plans and they don't have any, they, I don't think that they bought any ad space for it, anything like that. So it's not really something that they can throw together in two seconds. <laughs> the Coopers. Y'all, I, I don't throw the word divorce around lightly. I'm a married woman. When I tell you, if I were Jasmine, I would divorce Silas. I would divorce him. There's just no fucking way. The way he speaks to her, the way, like, and I will say this first episode, or this is the first episode that I truly, genuinely felt badly for Jasmine when it came to her husband. When she said that weird ass shit about like when Jordan was having her breakdown and we'll get into that Jordan breakdown in a second. And she was like, I don't know. Like, I just think I might be a little jealous because she was able to bring the house together in a way that I couldn't. What? That I saw people praising her because like, that's like a self-aware thing to say, whatever. That's a weird ass statement. That's a weird ass statement. To be like, I'm jealous of my friend who was having a mental breakdown because it brought people together in a way that I couldn't. It's not like Jordan threw a better garden party than Jasmine. She was crying. You're jealous. You're jealous because she's getting the attention you think that you you should be getting. Ugh, that was so fucking weird to me. Let's talk about this whole Jordan breakdown. Listen. I understand that I feel, I do feel like I'm in the minority. I, I enjoy Jordan. I'm pausing because (laughs) I know y'all are probably like, what's going on over there? I'm starting. I enjoy Jordan. However, I know that she's going to be on winter house. I just see Jordan slipping into the clicks that is summer house and bravo i.e i see her hanging out with danielle i see her hanging out with amanda like i can see her going in that way and it's just very don't get me started on danielle y'all but i can see her going in that way and i just hope that she remains true to herself and just like she doesn't have a dog in that race that is summer house hamptons right when it comes to her breakdown, I know a lot of people like drag Jordan often because of the whole Playboy of it all. Like, oh, she keeps mentioning she was in Playboy. She keeps mentioning she was in Playboy. One, I don't know if she is really actually mentioning that she's in Playboy that much or if the producers are inserting that. That's just an observation of mine. I don't know. She really could be. I know if I were in Playboy, y'all would, y'all would be sick of me. <laughs> okay, I'd be like, did you see me in my next thing? When it comes to the Amir Alex of it all, 
I think that it is completely possible for a woman to pose, be confident in posing nude, you know, being provocative, being, you know, owning her sexuality and still being like, God, this is like the, the notion that, or the attention that I'm getting from men. And I don't like it. I know a lot of people will be like, okay, why would you pose for Playboy if you didn't want that type of attention? But I think it's more for me, it's more so of like, yeah, I can own my sexuality. I'm doing this for me, not for anybody else. Yes, when you pose for Playboy, you you know like kind of what you're getting, but should I not do something that would empower me and make me feel good because I know how men are going to react? I don't know if that makes sense if anybody's following me, right? When it comes to, and I'm, I will just say this here. I didn't say it online because I don't, I don't know. A little bit of how Jordan reacts to men, the men in the house that we've seen. I, um, I get a little worried for her because to me, this is just me, my observation. I I don't know, you know, what Jordan has experienced. It kind of gives me um, that she might have been like, had some unwarranted, I don't want to say essay because I feel like that's huge and I I don't want to put any notions out there, but it, it gives me that somebody who has been, um, you know, approached aggressively by, by men and like really like just, you know, in an animalistic way that there may be something happened that she was extremely uncomfortable with that led to her, you know, being celibate for a year you know, and then doing all of these things and then the reactions. When it comes to Amir, <laughs> I don't like Amir. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Um, One, two, it's totally fine to hear that somebody called dibs on you, and I'm using air quotes there, and be annoyed by that because everybody's like, oh, well, if somebody else wanted to shoot their shot, then they just should have. Yeah, but the whole idea of calling dibs as if somebody is property, I just... I don't, maybe it's I'm married and I, me and my friends never played like that. Like, I, I just don't, I would be annoyed by that too. Be, because I would be like, who the fuck do dibs? I ain't your dibs to call, bitch. That would be my reaction to it. And then when it comes to Alex and the, and also before I get off of the mirror, I don't need this whole notion of like people, I've just seen so many people being like, Alex and Amir were perfect gentlemen. Whoa there. Maybe in your your idea of a perfect gentleman. I don't think that they were perfect gentlemen. I think two things can be true. I think that they didn't mean any ill intent. And Jordan can be has a right to be annoyed because we're talking about her. When it comes to Alex and the thick comment, I saw so many people's internalized misogyny jump right out of their bodies and onto the internet where they were typing these comments. I don't need to be happy that anybody is looking at me. I don't need to be happy that somebody is complimenting me. And we don't know what type of, you know, body issues, you know, body image issues Jordan has had, if she's had any. However, I don't need to be happy that you said I'm looking thick. Because I know for me right now, having issues losing weight, being the biggest I've ever been in my life, if somebody told me I looked thick, I'm like, I'm literally starting to tear up right now just thinking about it. I would, I do not cry easily. I would have a fucking breakdown. Because like, that's not, I, 
I'm looking at myself in the mirror every day. Like I am bigger than I've ever been in my life. I wouldn't, even if they said it like, oh, girl, you're looking thick. You look good. I would not, I would have a meltdown. Like I really would. So like, we don't need to accept those fucking compliments, air quotes there. I don't need to accept that shit. I didn't, you can just say like, oh, Jordan, you look good, girl. You wearing that dress. I can think of so many fucking ways that you can compliment her like that. Well, maybe not you wearing that dress because she, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's Jordan. I just think that there's a, a little bit more sensitivities and people think with, when it comes to Jordan, like, oh, well she posed for Playboy. So maybe everything is fair game. And I don't really like that. I'm going to just be honest with you. I, I don't really care for that much because we all claim to be these like, oh, forward thinkers and things like that. And then when somebody's posed for Playboy, it, we just go back 50 fucking years in the verbiage, right? I don't know when it came. I, I also think she was very drunk when it came to that, like meltdown in the house, because that was a lot. It was a lot. Somebody. I really didn't want to talk about any online comments this week that I got, but like somebody really, again, internalized misogyny jumped right on out of their body and onto the page because they were like, her reaction was so fucking inappropriate and not emotionally mature. And they were like those poor young men, men, men. Okay, I don't have much to say about OC. I definitely see where we're going. What are we? we? We're in week three, right? I was wondering to myself, like, what, how are Tamara and Jen gonna fall out? Like, da, 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 I'm starting to see through the cracks already. Now, y'all, I feel so bad saying this. All y'all know, I haven't watched OC in a good, like, two, maybe three years. I haven't watched past couple seasons. I saw everybody dragging this person and I would feel bad because I was like, mama's just trying to do her job. Like, it's not fair. Housewife fandom is just being so hard on her, blah, blah. I get it. And I hate, hate that I'm about to say this because I feel like it's so mean. It can't like, and it's not funny mean, right? I feel like she's just trying to do her job, but Gina, oh my God. Why am I so fucking annoyed by her? Why am I so annoyed by her? It doesn't make any sense, but I get it. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people online like dragging her for filth, but oh, baby. Because here's my thing. Gina, it's clear that Gina just doesn't want to like Jen because Jen had an affair and Gina got cheated on and she's like making her entire personality that like, I hate cheaters. This is how I feel about it. And some of y'all are probably going to be like, girl, Tom Sandoval. Tom Sandoval is different to me because Tom didn't care about like fucking everybody over in the situation. I'm not even a person that's like, why is Tom Schwartz still friends with Tom Sandoval? That's his friend. Like, of course he's not like, whatever. However, Tom put him, Tom Sandoval put Tom Schwartz in a couple of different positions to, you know, fuck some things up for his life. Wasn't thinking about him. If I met a friend, a a new person in life, and I was getting to know them, and then somebody was like, oh, they cheated on their husband, um, their first husband or whatever, I would be like, oh, that's interesting. That's crazy. But would I be like, I'm not going to be your friend. This is going to be an issue for me. No, because it's not like I'm dating them. I'm not going into business with them. I'm not, I'm just, I know this person. Like we're, we're friendly on, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to be hesitant to get to know somebody 
um, on a friendship level because they cheated on their spouse. I was not there. I wasn't, I don't have anything to do with that. Tom Sandoval, again, threw everybody under the bus. And also if the, if the person like Jen cheated, I can see the remorse. I can see remorse from Jen. Tom Sandoval is like, well, this is why, this is why, this is why, blah, blah, blah. Ariana sucks. Like, no, bro. Okay. Gina just doesn't want to like Jen. Okay. And I just, she should admit that, which is why she brought up that whole TikTok video. Now, was the TikTok video in poor taste? Absolutely. It was absolutely in poor taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, did you watch the episode? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and I'm, I'm teetering with myself here because I don't know if Jen really noticed or not. But Jen and her team and her yoga studio put up a video of being like, hallelujah, we're still in business after COVID. While like the day before Tamara and Eddie's cut fitness closing party. First things first, Jen opened that yoga studio during COVID. So it's a, if you ask me, it's a little bit different. I still think it's tone deaf, but it is a little bit different because she opened the studio while COVID was happening. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we made it through this. Like from opening, you know, Tamara and Eddie had that gym for years, years and years and years lots of controversies, you know? So <laughs> I, I still think it's tone deaf, but I was just like, eh, eh, eh. you know what I mean? Opening a bit, opening a business is hard period, but then opening a business during fucking COVID wild. Um, and Heather told, look, Heather told, told Gina's ass, don't bring that up. Speaking of Heather, I love when Heather gets that little snarky attitude because when she said, oh, you were serious about that acting part to, uh, Taylor, I was like, no, but really like there are contracts that need to be signed. I'm not coming in to just like fill in a, a bartending slot for your bar, which is what Heather said, like how that, you know, uh, conversation went between her and Taylor on the boat about the acting part. And Heather is a profession now, honey. She is experienced. She has a resume. Just kidding. But I I would be like, no, we, we need to send some contracts in before I just agree to fly to fucking Oklahoma and do this shit. Be for fucking real, Taylor. Ugh. Listen. When it comes to Jen in this affair, why she got on the show and was trying to tell fibs, lies, is beyond me. And when it comes to, you know, oh, I heard your husband did, what did Emily ask? Did you send your husband to work for your family in Oklahoma so that you could have this affair? And she's like, no, no, no. Did you sleep with your husband? Uh, or did you sleep with your boyfriend now, the guy she was cheating with while you were still married to your husband? No, I didn't. And Tamara's messy ass goes, just be honest. First, the fuck of all. First, the fuck of all. If I knew my friend cheated, and everybody else knew my friend cheated. If somebody was asking particulars, particular, particulars like that, and they, I heard them tell a lie, my reaction would never, ever, ever fucking be tell the truth. I'll be like, I'm not saying nothing. My name is Bennett. I ain't in it. What the fuck, Tamara? Why would you tell her to tell the truth? And then we get into the Tamara says, oh well, her ex husband actually told us that he caught them in a car together. And I was like, <laughs> Tamra, Tam, Tam, 
Tammy Sue with your messy ass. Are you fucking crazy? Why would you say that? Why would you out that girl like that? It's not, it's not of importance. Like, ugh. and of course, Dina has to walk away from the table because like, I'm not going to sit here and act like cheating is okay. Girl, no one said that. She's not trying to sit here and act like cheating is okay. Like she's telling you her story. Ugh, I feel so bad for being so annoyed by her. (laughs) I feel so bad, but I can't help it. I can't help it. Okay. Um, I don't think I have anything else from, oh, oh, well, mm, is that it? No, I'm, let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Now, when it comes to next, the next couple of weeks, like I said, at the top of the episode, if you guys have anybody that you want, you know, you particularly love that I collab with and come together with, shoot me a DM, be like, oh, I love when you're on with so-and-so, because I know like listening to me talk to myself for so long can kind of be I don't know how it can kind of be. You guys let me know. (laughs) You listen to this podcast. (laughs) I just talk into the mic. I'm just kidding. I would appreciate the feedback if you guys just wanted to let me know who you want to hear me collab with some more things like that. Um, I hope everybody's having a good week. I know for myself, like I've just been struggling a little bit, not even when it comes to my weight, but just like some, I feel like I'm in such a fucking rut. I feel like I'm like on a tread on the treadmill that is life. Like I'm moving, but I'm not going anywhere, especially when it comes to like my content and podcasts and things like that. But we won't get into that right now. You all already know where you can find me over on Instagram at who asked me podcast, um, on TikTok at who asked Zell. I would appreciate any five star ratings and reviews you would leave me and I'll talk to y'all next week.